0: Hello and welcome to Planet Wool, a podcast from the International Wool Textile Organization. We would like to say thank you to the Australian Wool Innovation and the Woolmark Company for supporting the production of this podcast.
1: Australian Wool Innovation and the Woolmark Company, owned by and working for Australian wool growers across research, development and marketing of the world's greatest fibre.
0: At Planet Wool, we bring you a series of wool industry experts from the 85th Congress of the International Wool Textile Organization. The speaker of this episode is Paolo Zenia. Enjoy Paolo Zenia.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Katrin and Mitchell, thank you for your kind words in introducing me. I don't know if uh, I am worth all what has been said. Certainly the company has uh, done a lot in, uh, in wool and has uh, considered wool uh, one of the major rich elements of uh, its history or since the foundation. And we have based a lot uh, of our developments on the quality of it. And uh, so, in a way, we are very grateful to what uh, wool has brought to us. So um, my presentation, in fact, today which has been, in a way, already summarized, and so I won't repeat the entire story, has been already summarized by Mitchell, we will focus mainly on other aspects, so on what, in fact, uh, wool means to us, and most probably, more broadly, what we feel about the way wool is treated, the advantages of wool, what are eventually the Menaces to wool or the opportunities that we could uh, take from now onwards, depending on how we behave. As I said, the stories, and as it has been mentioned, the story and involvement of Zenia in wool has been uh, practically since the very beginning when my father started in uh, Trivera in 1910. We've been purchasing wool from Australia for very, very many years. Wool that uh, was coming in uh, in big uh, lots in, in Italy, it was then uh, chosen, separated the good uh, from the bad and so forth. Uh, and this is when in looking, we started uh, in looking to the various sources of wool, whether it, it was from Australia or South America or from Africa, these are booklets that uh, Uh, I found in uh, my grandfather's archives. He was personally involved in all the buying, and this is how he noted uh, where the wool was coming, in order to see each lot what performance was bringing. In those days, he was really examining all the provenances of of wool and was buying wool wherever it was produced. But uh, in in a relatively short period of time, he, he certainly realized that the best wool was coming as it is still coming uh, from Australia. In Australia, as it was mentioned, we uh, came to a point where my uncle and my father, uh, the the one on the left side is my father Aldo, (coughs) uh, decided to reward the wool growers, find a way to bring them towards doing every day a better job, being more selective in what they were doing, um, and reward them for that, for uh, more effort that had to be put and was asked to be put uh, in doing their business. And this is when, as w- it was mentioned, we started awarding the wool awards, uh, the longer uh, lasting awards, I would say, in the wool world worldwide. <clears throat> The first one was given to Mr. and Mrs. Crawford, that you see. It's a lovely picture showing how the people dressed, how the people were proud and uh, seemed to be smiling, or sort of, (laughs) to to the awards. So that was the the first award uh, that has come uh, to the 53rd edition. Actually, we gave it uh, a couple of days ago to to the new winners. So, oops. Follow up that the, the Velus Auron Trophy, which was more specific, which was basically based on uh, weight and fineness, <clears throat> and these uh, today are rewarding the finest fleece in the world. And actually, the other day, quite surprisingly for ourselves, the previous uh, uh, record of finances, which was ten microns, was overtaken by two fleeces presented, one of nine point nine microns and the other one of nine point eight microns. Some achievement that we could not expect until a few years ago, but that 's where the growers, the best growers in Australia have been able to to get to in, in, in the course of this last year um, uh, apart from uh, rewarding the the, the growers that were believing in quality. I think I have to mention another major thing that uh, again my father signed, can't remember exactly the name, I think it was in 1964, when we were appointed and we signed an agreement, the first the worldwide agreement with the IWS as the first license, licensee of uh, uh, the International Wood Secretariat. In the meanwhile, uh, it was uh, our normal habit to continue to promote wool. One of the aspects that I want to uh, in, in, in enhance is that you don't only have to, to produce the better, uh, the best uh, material you can, but then you have to promote. And this is something that uh, fortunately for our company and for our family, the grandfather, since the early 30s believed in. If you do something, let people know and be proud of what you, uh, what you do, and create a, a, an image of what you're doing. So the promotion that we had since uh, 19, uh, the 1930s continued all along the years, following us through the innovation of products that we have tried in every collection to put forward in order to give newer interpretation, more creative, more innovative, with deep research to present the aspect of a fiber that live uh, with the times, that were not just stuck on traditional uh, uh, fabrics, not just stuck on formal wear, but was following the trend of the market and was adapted to it. And this is the reason why wool uh, has been promoted in uh, sportswear, in casual wear. Uh, one of the products that has been uh, majorly sold in the company's elements, which was a combination of superfine wool uh, um, outerwear uh, with uh, you know, the, the, the use of microfibers that, was making, that were making Merino plus microfiber an extremely uh, powerful and performing uh, garment. And the research and uh, innovation has follow up uh, with active sportswear uh, with international teams that have used Xenia products. And uh, we are very glad that uh, recently, thanks also to the intervention of the AWI, there was an association which I think has been uh, pretty well conce- uh, accepted in the market of an international, very well known soccer player, Del Piero, representative of the best of Italy, and wool playing the cards and playing the game of the future. Uh, I'd like to, at this point, just raise some uh, elements which I believe uh, are important for the future of wool. First of all, again, is uh, about the advertising and the promotion. And it gives me extreme pleasure, uh, in front of all these uh, important audience, to uh, recognize the merit of the AWI, what AWI has done in the last few years, I think for the benefit not just of the Australian wool, but wool in general, is the launch of the campaign for wool. It's raising the voice, He's speaking a different language, he's talking to a different consumer and bringing a message uh, of Wool which was rather different and finally uh, up-to-date compared to what was in the past. Wool, uh, through this campaign and through what uh, many companies fortunately around the world have done and interpreted, Uh, has not been treated as it was in the past. Wool was a commodity, so it was uh, how many kilos, bigger quantities, and uh, let's sell them all without really having any marketing behind. So the big change was to move from uh, treating wool like a a commodity to treating wool like a precious fiber. You know that, for example, if you compare what uh, wool represents in comparison to what is the huge Bigger, uh, bigger, b- bigger quantity of cotton or other artificial fibers, wool is very small is, uh, and as such has to be treated as a special fiber. So the title of these important fashion magazine in Italy, Wool's uh, Luxurious Touch, gives the impression that this is the way that wool has to be treated. Fortunately, it has been treated in the last few years, but it should continue to be treated in the future. And not only <clears throat> Wool, as in the past, has to be remembered for its natural qualities. It keeps you warm in summer, in winter, it keeps you cool in, uh, in, in summer. But also I think that uh, has to project an image where wool is perceived, especially by the younger customers, as a sexy fiber, something that the people aim to, to get, not just because it performs well, but because it's nice uh, to, to wear it. And that's to be perceived as a young, modern, innovative, uh, fast-changing uh, fiber in the perception. This is why I think that uh, what uh, AWI organized, I know that uh, the Wool on Stage is a program that uh, uh, had this uh, uh, powerful uh, effect for a while, and then be uh, now interrupted. But bringing wool on the stage in major places in the world, and to the consumer, not just to, uh, on a B2B base, but to the consumer has been a very bright uh, uh, movement, <clears throat> as I said, for the benefit of all of us, bringing wool to young, not just young consumers, but bringing wool to young interpreters, younger designers, hopefully uh, uh, helping them to, to come up uh, with the, their own ideas, putting them on stage and uh, demonstrate their capabilities. So this is the right interpretation of wool that I take from the AWI as an example of what needs to to be done. And uh, this is what uh, makes me uh, hoping for the best of wool, uh, not just personally, but as a company, because I think that there is, as I will be saying in a moment, a bright future for it. But, uh, if I have uh, uh, to say something Maybe a little strong is that the promotion is not just to raise our sales, but is also to protect wool because sometimes we have the impression that there are some menaces coming from outside, some movements that want to demonize wool, that want to try to to show a negative aspect of wool. I have chosen this photograph that was taken, unfortunately, not in the in the farm that uh, was reminded we recently bought, but. Uh, Uh, is the photos that we had in our archives, which, in my opinion, means a lot the beauty of the fiber and the old hands of growers that believe in what they are producing. Uh, It's really a a way to demonstrate that that they are a joint thing, they are a joint strength, that uh, there is a passion of those hands in touching what uh, is their product, uh, is a way to protect the animal is to uh, caress, I don't know to, to uh, the animal, and when you know you have movements around which uh, tries to send the negative message to wool. I think that we should respond with this. Um, there is an absolute interdependence between wool growers and their animals. I think that uh, it's not up to me to remind that, uh, but the good animal husbandry have been uh, extremely strongly and well-developing and have constantly improved in the last few years. And I think that IWTO, so this organization we are today uh, part of, is in fact the right stage to let all these positiveness well-known worldwide in within designers, manufacturers, clothiers, tailors, whoever is treating wool. We need to have all the people involved completely convinced of the beauty and so reacting to what is eventually the negative effect that sometimes, or the negative sound that we, we hear from, uh, uh, from outside. The National Wool Declaration, in my opinion, is one of the best answers that we've given. And to me, what does it mean? In a few words, I'm uh, sure that all of you are aware of it. The National World Declaration in one word means transparency. And transparency means to be willing to behave as leader of the market, not being afraid of what we are doing. Show what we are doing, why, and what is eventually the consequence, of consequence if we were not doing certain things is pushing the industry towards the best possible practices. If we want to sell our fiber as a prestigious and rare fiber as number one, we have to act as number one. So we have to prove that we are doing the maximum for the protection of the animals, treating the, the, the fiber and so forth. So I think that uh, you know, if there is a bright future because of what I said, if there is a bright future because there is a younger customer today is interested or could be extremely interested in wool if there is a, an even traditional customer that today is requiring not just a brand, not just a window, not just a, an advertising page, but is asking what there is behind the product. I see where the bright future of wool is, but let's not re, the, uh, let's not forget that there could be menaces, and the best way is not to destroy the menaces, but it is to be so loud in what we say that in the end the menaces will be. Put on side, and the, the people will be able to concentrate on what is the good of the wool. And this will guarantee this will, uh, <clears throat> will guarantee the future of, uh, of the sheep. Thank you.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. IWTO will be in Harrogate, North Yorkshire for its 86th annual congress with another group of experts from industry and retail. To learn more about wool or to join us at the congress, visit the IWTO website at iwto.org or connect with IWTO on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.